It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast talking real estate right around the UAE as we do every week multiple times and available to you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon just to name a few. And it's a Tuesday morning, the 27th day of February. We're rocking along in 2024. And I see that talking of rocking along, Nikhil's transformation of Dera Islands into Dubai Islands. Now that is proving successful with a strong buyer turnout in response to the first villa launch as well. Not really that surprising, is it? The waterfront homes, just to give you a taste of this, is starting at 4 million dirhams for townhouses and goes up to 13.8 million for five bedroom villas. This move incidentally follows the Palm Jebel Ali launches, which also, as we've already told you, saw an overwhelming demand. The strategic location of Dubai Islands near Dera's landmarks and lifestyle destinations really do add to the appeal. Now, you might not know where Dera Islands, Dubai Islands are, but the good news is we're welcoming back because it is a Tuesday morning. The man that is celebrating this year 40 years in real estate. Hard to believe. Mario Volpe, good morning to you. Thank you for that introduction, Craig. Amazing. Yes. Uh, Good morning to all the listeners. This year, 40 years, uh, 1st of October, 1984, I started. So yeah, it's a long, long time ago. Yeah, we'll be celebrating, that's for sure. Now, tell the listeners just a little bit about the location of Dera Islands, which are now Dubai Islands, and uh, strategic thinking by the sound of things from Nikhil. Yeah, this is a, another resurgent uh, project by Nikhil. As you say, Palm Jebel Ali was the one that everybody was waiting for. Uh, stalled project and then many sort of 20 years passed and then relaunched. Dera Islands uh, formed part of what was going to be Palm Dera, which was a massive project, uh, again, back in the early two, 2000s. And this was going to house one million people on sort of archipelago. So they were gonna, it was going to be even bigger than Palm Jebel Ali. The distance between Palm Jebel Ali and where these Dubai islands are now is around 80 kilometers. So it's quite, it's quite far. It's at one end of the map uh, to the other, both developed by Nikhil. So they scaled everything back and turned it into Dera Islands. And then several years later, relaunched it again uh, to a series of five islands called Dubai Islands. And in terms of its location, it's just sort of down the road from Port Rashid. It's closer to the older part of Dubai, but again, not a million miles away from downtown. And in fact, that whole area uh, next next to it is uh, Maritime City. That is all being redeveloped. And of course, people want waterfront homes and the queues for for this initial launch, which sold out immediately. And I'm not surprised at the prices that they quoted. I mean, four million for a townhouse that is minutes away from the beach is a bargain in today's money. So very, very good project and one that will continue to, d- to develop. Yeah, it's interesting because the thing about Dubai is let's think big. Let's really shoot for gold. I hadn't heard that story before. 
you said one million people originally. That was the the concept. I mean, to reclaim land and then to have a million people live there, that's very aspirational, isn't it? It is, and and it was again a testimony to to the sort of the vision of of the leaders of uh, Dubai. This would have been the third palm because in in order it was Palm Jumeirah, then Palm Jebel Ali, which as we know is double the size of Palm Jumeirah, and then Palm Dira. Palm Dira was massive, literally, and that's why it was going to house as many people. Of course, I guess uh, we didn't have that kind of population back then, and that's also why it got scaled back. Plus, obviously, the financial crisis of 2008, 2009 uh, obviously didn't help. So a lot of projects were either scrapped or scaled back. So uh, this has morphed twice, as I say, from Palm Dira to Dira Islands uh, and now Dubai Islands. Mm, so that will be an interesting one to, to keep tabs on for sure. And interesting what you said, it's pretty reasonable money, good money to be so close to the beach. Now let's change tact. I want to talk about a recent report that is stating a massive $25 billion was spent last year from women buying into real estate within the UAE property markets. Now, these stats, very interesting because they're showing close to 54% more females are buying real estate compared to 2022. So have you found that to be a bit of a trend? Well, yes, we have, Craig, actually. This is a very interesting uh, topic to discuss. Interestingly, it would appear that more and more women are buying uh, as investors in order to then rent the property out. But, But when it comes to buying property, dare I say, for living purposes, the demographic is split with couples taking the the lion's share. What we're also finding is that for couples buying together, sometimes it's actually the women that go for the loan, as in it'll be the loan will be in their name rather than the husband, mainly because sometimes the husband has other liabilities or perhaps uh, another mortgage loan. So the figures could also be skewed slightly if this is happening in the wider market. Yeah, and the report states that the main nationalities buying are Emiratis, South Asian and Far East Asians. A question here, what nationalities are buying from you at the moment? We're not seeing those nationalities. Uh, what we found is that it's it's more Indians, Turkish um, nationals, French, and of course, UK nationals. These are the uh, our four main uh, female clients. And interestingly, the ages of these individuals fall under the millennial umbrella. Uh, but we're also noting that there are increasingly more and more female landlords Uh, which would indicate that they already invested in previous years. So these are people who are already in the market wanting to rent their properties and would have bought their properties a while ago. Now, apart from the fact that you'll have some of these, as you've mentioned, some of these, these sales taking place in women's name just to protect perhaps businesses and other assets from the husbands, why do you think more and more women are buying UAE property at the moment? Well, the report is stating that the improved financial literacy, enhanced access to capital or or loans, obviously, and also female empowerment initiatives are the main drivers. But, But my take is slightly different. 
the fact that the UAE in general is an attractive, safe country to, to live in, and in fact, uh, Abu Dhabi and Dubai have been voted the, the most safe cities in the world for several years running now, means that obviously women are comfortable investing here. Also, I think that the pressure on a woman to get married is and, and having children, obviously, is lessening in their earlier years. So many are actually putting this off for the future, preferring to come to Dubai and have careers, earning good salaries, and therefore deciding to invest before obviously settling down with a partner to to then get married and perhaps have children. Yeah, well, I mean, the landscape is completely different. You go back 10, 15, 20 years ago, the way in which women now are delaying having family, they're into their careers, they're very astute, many in terms of doing this whole property speculating. It's not so surprising, but it's going to, I would imagine as time goes on, you know, in 10 years time, Mario, when we're discussing this, we'll say, wow, look at the way the needle has moved. Yeah, exactly. And, and and don't forget, we've mentioned this before. And obviously, people that live in Dubai, especially, especially uh, females, do find themselves feeling very, very safe here. Now, as that message comes across to, to the world, and more people realise actually that they, they are totally free to go about their business without being hassled, without being wolf whistled, without, you know, unwanted advances, uh, will mean that perhaps more females will actually come and, and live in Dubai and indeed Abu Dhabi to then take up careers. And of course, the next step would be to to actually go and invest or buy the property that they're going to be living in. So yeah, this is, uh, this is a watch this space moment. We definitely will see m- many, many more uh, females coming to Dubai and buying property. And you only have to have a look at the, the real estate agents, the brokers, some of these very, very successful women that have got it all together and are transacting, looking after clients. I mean, you see this right where you are. Yeah, I would say that the majority of of our workforce uh, on the brokerage side are are ladies for sure. Now, that could be because in the past, uh, it was perhaps males that were buying more, especially in the the Middle East. It's it's, it's very male-dominated in that respect. Uh, But the balance is being readdressed. So for sure, we have more ladies perhaps in the teams catering to guys, if I can put it that way. But now that is shifting to actually catering also to females as well. So more power to their elbow. Yeah, I think if you were to do a survey, there's probably stats around this, but women prefer to, a lot of them prefer to transact with other women. That would be an interesting number to look at. Well, let's move into 3D printing because we have talked about the 3D printed villa in a previous episode, but now Dubai has approved a 3D printing license. So talk to this, Mario, what's going on? What have you found out? Yeah, well, we know that Dubai specifically and and the UAE in general is always looking for innovative ways of keeping itself in the forefront of world technology. So now Nikhil, and we're mentioning Nikhil again here, has been granted a license to use 3D printing in the construction of their Al-Fajan Hills project. 
Yeah, and I understand that the Emirates has a target of about 25% of its buildings to be constructed using this technology by 2030, which isn't too far away. Is this why this license has been granted, do you think? Yeah, it's it's not surprising uh, that this, and I'm sure other licenses have and obviously will be issued in the future in order to meet this target. 3D printing technology stands as one of the latest eco-friendly construction methods and one that we will see more and more of in in the UAE, especially if they have to hit this target, as you say, by 2030, which is not far away at all. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many advantages to this method of building. You've just got to say the word money, money, money. It's going to save you lots, hopefully. Yeah, in a word, costs. You're right, yeah. I think cost savings will be the major advantage uh, over traditional building methods as, as labor costs, I believe, could be reduced as much as 80 percent. And obviously the other advantages, I assume, would be the construction time. This naturally will also be reduced when the person's building is actually a, a robot printing rather than humans constructing. So lastly, I think projects will become more efficient and therefore will meet the increasing development pressures in Dubai and the UAE in general. Well, I suppose we should let everybody know, because you're so dedicated to the Dubai Property Podcast, that you're talking to us from the UK, from London today. And yeah, you got up early, you dragged yourself out of bed, because there is a bit of a time difference, isn't there? (laughs) Craig, you are a slave driver, but I do it for the listeners, and I do it to spread the word that Dubai is the place to come, despite the fact that I'm in London, but I'm coming back. Watch this space i'll be back in the podcast next week i suppose you know getting up early it's not as if you can go and have yourself a cup of tea now because you'll want to go back to bed but you won't be able to sleep (laughs) correct especially if i don't have tea and i'll have a coffee so the caffeine will keep me up all right well enjoy london enjoy your morning sorry about that early morning wake up And we will catch you back next week when you are in Dubai talking all things property, of course. Amazing. Thank you, Craig. Thanks to all the listeners and have a great week. What to buy, where to live and things to avoid every week on the Dubai Property Podcast. Some economists have said that we're in this sort of soft correction. Yeah, the numbers kind of speak for themselves. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Like it's just building on top of last year if you look at 2023. Yeah, I think there is still momentum in the market. I mean, obviously, that's what we're seeing. And we're look, you know, it's a looking back view of the market, even though it's only a month ago. So we've always got to remember that. I think what is going to be the headwind for the market, if, if our target is on a correction, what's going to cause that? We're probably entering the phase of the cycle where we're going to go into a period of more supply than we've we've had launched into the market in the next two to three years. So potentially that might be a, a turning point. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.